Hello, friends. I hope you're doing. I hope you're doing well, or at least reasonably well. I was talking to my daughter-in-law yesterday, and I asked her,、uh, "How's she doing?" And she said, "She's at a three." And I said, "Well, is that a three out of twenty? Is that a three out of five?" And she laughed. She said, "No, it's out of ten." I said, "Well, that doesn't sound very good." She said, "Everybody I know is at a two or a three these days." Well, I understand.、Uh, I want to talk to you、uh, today about the Fed, of all things. It actually is very, very important. Last week, the Fed raised interest rates by a quarter point, and it penciled in six more increases by the end of the year. Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Says he's ready to do whatever it takes to bring inflation down, including following the example of his predecessor Paul Volcker, who increased interest rates. You may remember to twenty percent in 1981. Now Volcker's rate raise triggered a deep recession and double-digit unemployment. We can debate whether that harsh medicine in 1981 was necessary, but what should be clear is. That the current inflation is nothing at all like the inflation of the late 1970s. Inflation is running almost eight percent annually. That is surely a problem. But expecting the Federal Reserve to fix it by raising interest rates to slow the economy is like, well, it's like trying to cool off on a hot day by aiming a battling ram at your head. Wrong diagnosis, wrong remedy. Some. Are warning of a new period of stagflation, which is inflation combined with an economy that stopped growing or may even be shrinking.、Uh, that won't happen unless the Fed continues with its wrong-headed plan. The biggest reason for the current inflation is a perfect storm of unique events that are not going to be remedied by interest rate hikes, and they are not symptoms of pending stagflation. stagflation. Uh, most important is that we are coming out of a once-a-century pandemic, during which much of the world and much of the world economy was closed down. In March through May 2020, remember, demand evaporated as people retreated into their homes, essentially to hibernate. Yet the nation's and world's productive capacity could not be closed down all at once. I mean, productive capacity includes factories. Ports, offices, container ships, jobs—all of which take a while to wind down.、Uh, that excess of supply over demand caused a very deep recession. You remember, and now we're at the other end, without a without much opportunity to buy for two years. American consumers are flush with cash. The national saving rate, rate savings rate is at the highest level in decades. So. They're not going to buy,、uh, or they want to buy lots of stuff, and they haven't yet gone back to spending lots on services such as restaurants, hotels, and so on. Yet the nation's and the world's productive capacity cannot be fully operational all at once. So you see, that means an excess of demand over supply, which means in turn major inflation. The current inflation is also being driven. By a few other unique events in housing,、uh, the real engine is demographics. The huge millennial generation, the largest generation in American history, born in the 1980s, is now storming into the housing market.
after COVID closed their world for two years. And making matters worse, the Great Recession clobbered the construction industry, reducing the, the number of available houses uh, to buy or rent. Energy prices are soaring, mostly because of Putin's war, uh, but they were rising even in anticipation of it. Uh, so are food costs. Russia and Ukraine together provide about one quarter of all the planet's wheat exports. These are not the only culprits. In a White House briefing last fall, National Economic Council Director Brian Deese noted that half of the overall increase in food prices, half uh, is due to spikes in the cost of beef, pork, and poultry, which fueled record profits among the four biggest producers that control most of the markets. Now, profiteering like this is occurring over much of American industry, as I've chronicled on these pages. If you don't believe corporations are taking advantage of their pricing power and inflation to raise prices, uh, well, just listen to corporate executives themselves. And I've indicated on the page uh, two recent CFOs, corporate financial officers, who were bragging about their pricing power. Now, of course, corporate financial officers want to brag about profits, but if their corporations were actually competing uh, against each other, they'd absorb cost increases in order to keep their prices as low as possible so consumers didn't abandon them. Uh, the fact is that today corporations have been raising prices even as they rake in record profits by coordinating price hikes with a handful of other big companies in their industry. That way, all of them come out ahead while consumers and workers lose. Raising interest rates won't remedy any of this, which gets me back to trying to cool off your, yourself uh, on a hot day by aiming a battling ram at your head. You're not going to get cooler. You'll only get a very bad headache. And that's exactly what the Fed will cause if it sticks to its plan. The Fed's rate hikes won't remedy this inflation. They'll only create a giant headache for Americans who are already dealing with many other ailments. Since World War II, the most uh, Fed rate hikes, most Fed rate hikes have resulted in recession. Over the longer term, we've got to attack the pricing power of big corporations in America who are profiteering off the pandemic. For now, it's best simply to ride out the storm.